On today's show, did the Yankees offer Aaron Judge historical money? And why is this out in the public? Is this a bad thing? Don Mattingly is headed to the Blue Jays to be their bench coach. And could Xander Bogarts be a Yankees free agent target? And what will happen during the winter meetings? It's a lot. We have a lot to discuss. So get ready because an all new Locked on Yankees is starting next. You are Locked on Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday, December 1st, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. So how's everyone doing? Thursday, December 1st, and it's not December 1st of 2021 when the lockout happened. Can you believe that it's been a year since that nightmare began? <laughs> Doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but oof, that was a rough time for all of us, wasn't it? It was. Nothing like that is happening now. People are signing. People are being mentioned as possibilities to sign certain places. So the news came out that the Yankees' offer to Aaron Judge was in the neighborhood of eight years and $300 million and could increase it. This was a report from ESPN. And the belief is that Judge could sign by the end of the winter meetings next week in San Diego. They begin on Sunday. And as you all know, he rejected a seven-year extension worth to 13.5 in spring training, went out, had the best season of his life. <laughs> and basically was like, yeah, I'm going to want more than that. And I do like that it says in the neighborhood of eight years and 300 million and the Yankees could increase it because the Yankees, the Yankees know, the Yankees know that they can't get away with someone else swooping in and stealing Aaron Judge out from under them, and they need to do as much as they possibly can to keep him with the Yankees. Now, John Morosi of MLB Network said that the same sort of thing that ESPN said, that Judge could possibly make a decision within the week. And then Javi of Locked On Padres joked in our group DM, he said, yeah, last year they thought Freddie Freeman was going to sign in 24 hours and it took him a week. So I don't know what that means, actually. If if they're saying a week, does it mean it's not happening till after Christmas? Aaron, I can't wait till after Christmas and neither can Yankee fans. So just try to get this done as soon as possible. Hal, Cash, do as much as you possibly can to get it done because um, we can't. <laughs> We can't deal with anything extending beyond Christmas. We would like a Christmas gift. You know, and you never know, because I said this on the show the other day, you never really know what's going to happen in free agency. Like a lot of times guys are linked to one team and then another team swoops in. Like, hello, the Yankees and Mark Teixeira. 
That was almost 14 years ago already. Can you believe that? That insane winter of the Yankees just saying, screw it, and getting as many people as possible was 14 years ago. Yeah. I'll never forget that day. I will never forget the Teixeira day. It was the day before Christmas Eve, and all the reports were saying he was going to Boston. And I remember my friends and I who were in our Slack group that I always talk about, we were on a message board back then. That's how long ago it was because people were still on message boards. I know message boards still actually exist, but this was like an offshoot of a very famous Yankees message board. Or not even off an offshoot of that message board. We created the other board because we were kicked off the other Yankees message board and it happened around it was like in the afternoon on December 23rd 2008 we're all thinking he's going to Boston and then all of a sudden it's like no he's going to the Yankees and we all thought wait what how did that happen now I'm kind of hoping that everyone thinking that Judge is going to the Giants because a lot of people are confident in believing that he's going to the Giants will be proven wrong by the Yankees swooping in and stealing him back. And that would be really great if the Yankees could do that. Again, doing it before Christmas would be really great. I would much rather have most of the major free free agent signings done before Christmas and not how it seems to be recently where guys don't get signed until just before spring training. Some guys don't even get signed until spring training starts because that's just how the market is and things have shifted in the last nearly 15 years since that crazy winter where the Yankees got Swisher and they got AJ and they got CC and then they got to and it was just you know one right after the other like the month of December 2008 was just insane so I would much rather it be that way instead of us having to wait until just before spring training to find out Aaron Judge is going to be in Tampa or not. We don't need that. We really don't need that. And, uh, you know, the Yankees obviously want him back. The Yankees will feel very foolish if Aaron Judge goes somewhere else. And Yankee fans will not let them hear the end of it. They won't. They won't. It would be an absolute nightmare if Hal thought he was really booed <laughs> during Jeter's Hall of Fame ceremony that they had. Yeah. Let Aaron Judge go to the Giants, Hal. Let him go to the Giants and see how much you're going to get booed. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. So in a moment, we're going to talk about Don Mattingly getting a job in the AL East I'm kind of shocked and also slightly horrified. No, horrified is too, I think horrified is too harsh of a word. I won't say horrified, but slightly horrified maybe because, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at Bet Online. Now, Bet Online has the lines or the odds for Aaron Judge. Now, I had told you guys about 
non-Yankee team's chances to sign Aaron Judge? Well, the San Francisco Giants are now favorites over the Yankees and the Dodgers because the Dodgers might be that team that could swoop in and steal him from both the Yankees and Giants. The Giants are at minus 150. The Yankees are at plus 110, and the Dodgers are at plus 500. Those are the lines to sign Aaron Judge. So as always, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And hey, if you want to bet on where Aaron Judge is going, you can do that there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, the news broke that Don Mattingly has a new job. And I had mentioned the other day when the article came out about Yes having a wish list of people that they'd want in the booth that Mattingly was one of the guys when they reached out, not they, yes, Andrew Marchand, who wrote the article, reached out to Don Mattingly. He said that, I think he was waiting to hear back about the job and that uh, someone had mentioned it was an AL East position. And I don't know, my mind didn't go to Blue Jays bench coach, but that's what Don Mattingly will be in 2023. And this is a rough one for me, people. Don Mattingly's my guy. I've mentioned it many times on the show that if I had a kid, I was going to name them Mattingly. That's how much I loved that man growing up. And the people who sat with me for the 10 years that I was at the old stadium made fun of me every old timer's day when Mattingly came back. And then when he was a coach with the Yankees, forget it. They just thought it was the funniest thing. Anytime anyone mentioned Mattingly, I went crazy. And having him with Toronto, I would have preferred, out of all the AL East teams, I wouldn't care if he went to the Orioles. That's the one team I wouldn't care about. The Rays, no. Red Sox, definitely not. He'd be disowned by the Yankees. They'd take his number down. No, they wouldn't do that. But, you know, the Yankees and the Blue Jays, well, I shouldn't say the Yankees. The Blue Jays, players, some of them, and I've spoken about this, want to start a rivalry with the Yankees so badly. You had Alec Manoa coming out and saying that Garrett Cole is the biggest cheater in baseball and Alec Manoa running his mouth during games and having to be shut up by people. And then you have Vlad Jr. who said, I will never sign with the Yankees. Good for you. Good for you, Vlad. (laughs) And believe me, in... 15 years when he's winding down and the Yankees offer him money to go to the team, he'll sign. He'll sign. But anyway, so Mattingly is going to be the bench coach for the Blue Jays. And, you know, he thought he was going to be home this season with his family. And he said uh, the first conversation that he had with the Blue Jays when general manager Ross Atkins called, he said just the first conversation. It felt great. Honestly, it piqued my interest right away. He said, knowing the talent and seeing it, I know it's a really good club. You look at the combination of youth and experience and an offense that can throw runs up. Over the last few years, I've seen these guys. They throw runs up in a hurry. I think all the ingredients are there to win. So he spent seven years with the Marlins, and he won manager of the year during the COVID-shortened 
2020 season. And the Marlins also technically made the playoffs. They made that short. They won, right? Didn't they win the wildcard round? And they lost in the divisional round. So, yeah. You know, Mattingly did some things with the Mar- the Marlins, but, you know, like Jeter, he didn't really have the tools to take the team very far. He didn't have the entire recipe, if you will, to take that team any further than he did. I really don't know how to feel about this. It's going to be so weird seeing him in a Blue Jays uniform. It was one thing to see him in the Dodgers uniform. Because the Yankees and the Dodgers weren't really rivals when Mattingly was playing. That was already done. And when he went to the Marlins, it was the same thing. I mean, yeah, the Yankees lost to the Marlins in the World Series in 2003, but that wasn't really a rivalry. So this is kind of odd. You know, when Mattingly played for the Yankees, the Blue Jays kept them out of the playoffs in 85 when he had a really good year. And the Yankees, you know, it was almost down to the wire and the Blue Jays just... You know, if there was a wild card, I think the Yankees probably would have made it in 85. But because there wasn't, the Blue Jays won the division. That was back when there were only two divisions, East-West, no Central, no wild card. It was uh, quite a time. And, uh, you know, Atlanta was in the West, (laughs) in the NL. The Brewers were in the uh, AL, and the Astros were in the NL. And, oh, it was a time in the 80s. But, yeah, it's going to be very strange to see... Don Mattingly in a Blue Jays uniform. You see it on my face. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it on my face. If you're listening to me, I'm grimacing right now. I'm just making a face because I can't, I just, this is. So Atkins said, credibility and experience are achieved in many different ways. And Don's is unique for our staff. Experience and credibility are words that get used a lot in professional sports and in life and in corporate worlds. It's hard to quantify exactly how valuable that is. But I think it's something that will create that calming impact and influence and help not only with the performance and lack thereof, but also with accountability, which will be huge. So Mattingly replaces Casey Candali, who was promoted from AAA Buffalo to serve as John Schneider's bench coach after the Blue Jays fired Charlie Montoyo in July, replacing him with Schneider. And Candali will resume his job with AAA in 2023. And as you know, Mattingly spent his entire 14-year playing career with our Yankees, winning nine gold gloves at first base, three silver sluggers, the 1984 AL batting title, and the 85 MVP. I just mentioned 85. Actually, look at Dom Mattingly's 84, 85, and 86 on baseball reference. I was this close, and I still might do it because I still can do it. I was this close to getting Don Mattingly's batting line from 1986 tattooed on me, and I still might do that. In a moment, we're going to discuss Xander Bogarts probably not being a Red Sox. Could he be a Yankee? Ooh, we'll find out in a moment. But first. So this came out yesterday, but take it with a grain of salt because it was put on Nesson's website, which is New England Sports Network. MLB Insider thinks Xander Bogarts may become number one target for the Yankees. Now, I don't think so, just because, you know, the Yankees have to worry about Aaron Judge right now. But if Judge goes somewhere else, the Yankees are going to have a lot of money 
to spend on people because they're not going to spend that 300 plus million on Aaron Judge. So could Xander Bogarts be someone? Possibly. Bogarts batted 307 with 15 home runs and 73 runs batted in in 2022. And the other person that people, Buster Olney, are or is linking? Yes, the other person that Buster Olney is linking to the Yankees is a possible person of interest, Trey Turner. Now that I wouldn't mind. That I wouldn't mind, because the Yankees are going to need infield help right now simply because they don't know what they're getting in DJ LeMahieu. And I don't think they want even though they signed him to $6 million, it doesn't mean that they're going to play him every day. I don't think they want to trot out IKF for shortstop every day. I also don't think as much as they want the kids to play and they talk about Peraza and they talk about Volpe and they want them to be the Yankees of the future, I feel like the Yankees are still feeling like they're too young to play, at least together. I know that Glaber's name has been thrown around in trade talks. Again, I feel like with the DJ LeMahieu injury and not knowing if he needs surgery and not knowing, I think, I don't think they're going to know until after the new year or just before the new year. And then if he does need surgery, that's going to push back his recovery time. So he probably won't be ready for spring training. And I was reading something the other day that said it was one of the strangest injuries of course, because of course the Yankee is going to have a weird injury like that, like with Andrew Benintendi's hamate bone growing back. <laughs> what? So, you know, I was looking at a debate on Twitter between two of my friends. And one doesn't think Glaber should be traded because he feels like the infield doesn't need to be broken up right now because they don't know what's happening with Judge. You know, if they lose Judge, they're going to have to, like, maneuver some things. And then another friend of mine said that he wouldn't mind seeing Glaber traded for a reliever because he wants the bullpen to be better. It really all depends on Aaron Judge or the Yankees and if they're going to be able to get Judge to come back. I mean, it would be something to see Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts with the Yankees. But again, it's all it's all Judge. They can't do anything until Judge comes back, or doesn't come back. And again, if he doesn't come back, they have all that money to work around or work with and play around with. That's what I was looking for, play around with. And they, you know, that changes things a lot. And do they go after two or three guys with the same amount of money that they would get or give Judge two guys? Because the Yankees do have needs. They have needs. They do have some guys coming back from injuries last season, but they do have a few needs. And as I said in segment one, it would be better for all of us if Aaron Judge could make the decision sooner rather than later because it's possible other teams can swoop in and pick up these guys. And then if the Yankees had an inkling of you know, hey, maybe we might be able to get these guys if this happens, but then the if doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So I don't like this at all. I don't like free agency. 
I don't like when there are this many guys that you're dependent on for the Yankees to try and get. Then someone I saw said, if the Yankees lose Judge, they, they should just rebuild. No, the Yankees are still, they can plug some guys in there and still be good enough to be in the playoffs with the way the current system is. They don't have to win 100 games to make it into the playoffs. We saw that <laughs> with a team that made it all the way to the World Series that didn't even win 90. And I know a lot of people don't want to see the Yankees squeak by and just make the playoffs. But maybe the Yankees can be one of those teams that they don't expect to make the playoffs and becomes one of those scrappy teams, kind of like 2017. 27, no one expected the 2017 to make it to the seventh game of the ALCS. After the first two games against Cleveland, no one expected them to win that division series. I would like that kind of Yankee team in 2023 if they don't get Judge back. And there are ways to plug guys in and see who's on the free agent market and get them. So as I said, the winter meetings are starting this week, or weekend, Sunday, and Brian Cashman said, we will be in play with trying to improve our team in other aspects, not just our attempt to sign Aaron Judge. We have more work to do. He's quite aware of that. Obviously, he wants to play for a team that's capable of taking a shot at the World Series. There are certain aspects that we need to attend to, and it would be perfect if we can deal with all of that this winter. Yes, it would, Brian. It'd be great, and it would be even better if you could do some stuff during the winter meetings. On the first day of the winter meetings, the Hall of Fame Contemporary Era ballot results will be released. That is the ballot that Mattingly is on with Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmero, and Kurt Schilling. On Monday, December 5th, the All-MLB team will be announced. On December 6th, the inaugural draft lottery will happen. And the AL and NL Relievers of the Year will be announced. And then on Wednesday, December 7th, the Rule 5 draft happens. So it'll be a busy week. So the Yankees, if they can't get Judge, they also need a left fielder if they lose Judge in right field. Because Andrew Benintendi also is a free agent. I wouldn't mind bringing back Benintendi, and I've said this a few times, and I know some people in the YouTube comments were disagreeing with me, but I feel like Benintendi paired up with, or not paired, in a trio with Harrison Bader and Aaron Judge could be good. They don't need Benintendi to smack home runs, they just need him to get on base. And if he can do that, and if the bone in his hand doesn't grow back again... I wouldn't mind having him in left field in Yankee Stadium. You know, if he can hit around 300. Plus, I said this on the show the other day, with the shift restrictions, some of these guys are going to be hitting a lot better. So the Yankees should look into that as well. How guys do if they pull and if the shift has affected their batting stats. So yeah, the Yankees do have needs. The biggest is retaining, or no, re-signing Aaron Judge and bringing him back. 
Because once that happens, they can do everything else. And if it doesn't happen, they can do everything else and just get the ball rolling and get the team formed in time for spring training 2023. So I didn't get to do the Isaiah Kiner Falefa slash Josh Donaldson episode yesterday. I was having computer issues. I apologize. The computer's better. I deleted some stuff. I'm also looking into getting a refurbished computer. So I have two. <laughs> so I can use up the storage on one and use the other one to record so I don't have that problem again. And hopefully we won't have that problem again. So what I think I'm going to do is I will push back the Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Josh Donaldson extravaganza to Monday. We'll start the new week with a bunch of episodes about 2022. And if anything happens at the winter meetings, you know I got you. I got you. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button, comment on YouTube. I love reading your comments and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So... Enjoy your Thursday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.